Hey, Mama, welcome back to the 19th episode of the Tower of Guys. It's been a while. It has been a while. So, you're probably wondering. <laughs> we thought you we thought you people were dead. We are not dead. We are college students. We don't know what time management is. By we, I mean me. I do not know what time management is. Work crazy. Yes. Uh, the life of a college student is <laughs> crazy. And sometimes you lose track of time. Time is a construct. Uh, okay. So, did we really lose any time? What are we doing? Is time even a thing? What is what? time? But Isn't this a baseball podcast? Yeah. This is a baseball podcast? About what? Balls? Baseballs, yeah. Baseballs. But like what team? What? What's a team? Is that us? Holy shit, that's us. We're talking about those dumbass teams? <laughs> those idiots? Maybe it's a good thing that we yeah. stopped recording. God damn. But we'll get into that. We'll yeah. talk about it. And back to the hectic intros. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> well, you got anything else to say? Good to be back. Bronxosaurus Rex. Now entering the Bronx. back to the Bronx, everyone. Um, I just realized we never introduced ourselves again in the intro. Oh. I, Justin. I guess. He, Nick. O'Brien. Alonzo. Yankees. Mets. Yes. Batman. Batman. Don't, don't copyright strike us. Is that how that works? I don't think so. I don't know. We just... So, the Yankees. Yankees. Lose. They did lose. A lot. A lot yeah. of games. Not a, a lot. lot of games. Not a lot of games. Yeah. For the Yankees, you lost the a Yankees. lot of games. You lost a mucho amount of games. Mucho game. Mucho game Um. So, real yeah. quick, I want your thoughts on this season. One word. Okay, that works. Just. Stupid. Yeah. From every point of view, it was stupid. Mm-hmm. From not. From making two trades at the deadline, where you literally DFA'd one of them, not moments later, you you took too long to call up the kids, and they played by far their best baseball. They had the best record in baseball over like a month or two span when the kids were up. Obviously, that uh, actually correlated with Judge also being healthy. Regardless, mm-hmm. um, but still, that's just like everything they did was a mistake, and I'm worried that them playing well at the end of the year is going to hurt them Yeah. in the sense of they'll be like, oh, we played well at the end of the year with the team we have, run it back again for the 17th year in a row, Yeah. and just, I'm going to get into more of that later. But what are you doing? What are we doing? We are doing player grades. can't catch me um we're doing player grades for the season pretty much we're gonna do we're not gonna go in depth on every player yeah what we're gonna do is we're gonna go over pretty much every player that like played on the team had somewhat of a prominent role just give a grade 
And yeah, crickets. Yeah. So I decided like just to start my grades. So we're gonna start with our hitters, and then we're gonna go pitchers, all that. So I started. I kind of lumped them in like not weird groups, but like positional groups. Yeah. But I also like grouped the kids together just okay. to start it out with. So first off, I start with Anthony Volpe. I'm just curious what you would have given Volpe. I probably would have given him like a B minus. I did a B. Okay. Fifteenth rookie to have a twenty twenty season, most likely winning a gold glove. Yeah. Wasn't consistent, but he's also a rookie. Yeah. He was on offense that was one of the worst in the leagues. So you can't ex he you can't expect a rookie to be that guy out of the gate. Yeah. There's gonna be some that are, but it's unfair expectations to put that on him. Right. So, that's why I said a B. Yeah. I thought, like, it wasn't pretty over the long haul, but no. definitely were a lot of flashes that... He had some hot takes yes. where, like, okay, this this is the Exactly. Guy. Some chicky chicky pom pom. Yeah, exactly. Um, then, another one. So, Azolda Cabrera. I gave him a D plus because... That's generous. I didn't... I'll explain why in yeah. a second. It's just a thing of... I was going to give him an F. But the only saving grace he did have was he played in 115 games. Right. So he was kind of like a body you could at least throw right. out there. He's reliable. And his OPS wasn't good, but I think it was about 600. Mm. A lot better than I thought it was. Mm. So that's just like... 600 being a lot better than he thought it was tells the whole story. But the reason why is I couldn't give him a lower grade than Peraria. Mm. And for Everson Peraria, I gave him a D-. minus. He had a 427 OPS in 27 games. 427? Yeah. I did not know. That's that. what I was saying. I didn't know either. But that's what I was saying. Like, I couldn't give Oswaldo a worse grade than that. Yeah, that's fair. So it's like, and the only reason I'm saying D minus and not an F, small sample size, yep. rookie, and just, yeah. Yeah. So. The usual rookie. Not scapegoats, but kind of like. Yeah, I get what you mean. Excuses? Kind of. Yeah, kind of like, like. passes? Kind of like. Give him uh, leeway. Benefit of the, I was going to say benefit of the doubt. Same thing. Same, same thing. Up next, um, Azul Peraza. I get this was generous. I gave him a C plus, mm. and so he only played fifty two games. Where that was part of the reason why is like, you didn't give him a lot of playing time. No, that no. is on the team for not giving him the playing time. That's why I was being more generous with his grades. Yeah, he hit one ninety one, but it's also a thing of I don't have the numbers in front of me. But the last week of the season. He was sig the last like two or three weeks, whatever. He was significantly better. Mm -hmm. He had like multiple. Uh, there was like a week he had like three or four, three hit games. Right. So it's like stuff like that where like he, he was definitely yeah he definitely did adjust defense. Always gonna be incredible. Right. Um, and then Austin Wells, I gave him a B. I was considering a B plus. Well, what? Go on. Oh. Maybe 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 I don't know the whole picture. So because you have to you have to think about a lot of things. Yeah. One, he's a catcher. Yep. So seven forty three OPS from a catcher, pretty good. Yeah. May's major league debut. And it was also a thing of when he first started or when he first came up, he was not good. Yeah. He was just not good. But to have a seven forty three OPS on the year shows that he definitely did improve overall. Showed a lot better signs. Yeah. The main reason he got to be in my book was the defense. That was the biggest question mark by far. Yep. And, again, we didn't go, like, deep into all players because we have, like, 30 players we're going over. Right. So I don't want to get that deep in all of them. 
definitely got acclimated a lot more. His defense was incredible. It was not like in top of the league, but it was like above average, a good yeah. bit above average. Right. That's all you could ask yeah, for. Yeah, you can stick it behind the plate. That's what exactly. Matters. And I think that just because it also is an expectations thing. Oh yeah. Of he didn't really have that much time to play. No. And it's just I don't know. I think a lefty catcher that's great defense plus offense is going to give you good offense. Right. I think. That's all I'm saying. That's all you can ask for yeah. in catching. But I now think, yeah, th- th- those go. first couple of weeks or months, Horrible. I think that's what stuck in my head. So that's why I was a little, yeah, conf- not, I guess confused, but reading off what you did, I think, what you said, B minus? B. B, yeah, I think that's that, that's fair. Yeah. I probably would have given him more of like a C, C plus, but. Well, also respectively to a catcher. Yeah. Like young kid, it's just like. Right. Yeah. I get your reason. I gave a it. lot more leeway to the – because another thing, too, we're basing these off expectations. Right. That's, like, a big thing. Yeah. I gave a lot more leeway to the young younger kids. Fair. Um. So then, kind of just, like, the catchers. So, Jose Trevino, I gave him a B- because he still was incredible behind the plate. Yeah. Offense fell off a cliff, but he also did get hurt. Right. Whereas, like, I didn't know how to, like – do injuries. Yeah. Really, I didn't hard. know how to, like, affect it that much. And then Higgy, this one shocked me, looking at the numbers. I gave him a B. But he's your, like, third-string yeah. catcher. He had 10 home runs. And he was solid behind the plate. Good for him. So that, But that's what Higgy. I mean. It's like... And for, well, he, he's Cole's personal catcher, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's like give him some props in a, too. In a bigger role, he's not getting a B. Yeah. Like, if you swap... Him and Trevino's stats, he's getting like an, a D. Yeah. But he's a backup catcher. Right. So it's like I don't. It's thanks. Yeah, it's like it's solid. Appreciate it. Um, Riz- So then I'm going to like the infield. Yeah. Rizzo, I am giving him an A because okay. I am because he was a top three first baseman in baseball. Yeah. Before Fernando Tatis decided to be a dick, so he's my book an A. He played two months with a concussion where he was the worst hitter in baseball. Yeah. So all you can't just look at his numbers. His numbers look horrible on the year. It is on the Yankees. How you can let a player play for two months with a concussion. Malpractice. When he's saying that he feels hungover every game and he can barely open his eyes. And you're playing in front of 45,000 fans every day. When you have night games with those bright-ass lights. I get migraines. I know how much that sucks. I can't imagine how bad a concussion is compared to that. Right. So... In my book, he gets an A for that, just because he, just because of how he battled. Great he was, and then I, that's not his fault. It's yeah. not because the player is gonna say, "I'm gonna play." Right. Like I, I hate people that are like, "Oh, if they know they're not good, what they should like take the seat out." No, if you're a player and you're like the type of player Rizzo is, where he grinds through everything, everything. Right. He's gonna want to play. Yeah. So it's just malpractice on the Yankees. Hope Rizzo's doing better. Yeah. But. And A is just yeah. Then Glaber, who there's so many people that are gonna disagree with this grading, B plus. Okay. He had in like a lot of the thing. I was saying a B, mm-hmm. but then there were a lot of things that I saw that really made me give a B plus. Like he played 158 games last year, right. so he didn't get hurt. Played essentially every day, minus three or four games, ooh, right. whatever. Um. He had the second highest OPS on the team with 800. That's an issue. Mm. Um, and I would have given him an A. 
but he did have those goofball moments. Yeah. So that's why, like, I did... Because I've always been one of the people that, like, I think that they were kind of over-exaggerated. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, what the other numbers... Is. Oh, yeah, also 25 home runs. Yeah. I forgot to mention that. From a second um, baseman. Second baseman. Played yeah. great defense. Yeah. So, I think that they're... The goofball moments, you definitely do have to, like, take a little away. Yeah. But I still think, like, a B-plus is fair for that. Definitely. Jake Bowers... I didn't know how to grade this one. Yeah. Because it is one of those things of, like, uh, let me say, I gave him a C-. Because mm-hmm. when at first when he came up, because keep in mind, it's also expectations. Right. At first when he came up. You really up, liked him, too. I, I literally put in my notes. At one point, it would have been an A. Yeah. When he first came up, he was incredible. Like, he was one of the best hitters on the team. But then there was a span of, like, 100 at-bats where he struck out in half of them. Right. So it's like. He cooled down significantly, but they were still running him out there yeah. every single day. Right. So that's not necessarily his fault. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, he's fighting to stay on the roster. So, of course, he's going to be like, he's yeah. season. Uh, I'm in the lineup today? All right, okay. let's go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it, it's a thing with those type of players, those journeymen, kind of minor league yeah. deals where, like, yeah, you'll catch lightning in a bottle for a month, but then they're going to be really bad at one point. Yeah. So that's, like, the thing of, like, those are the hardest people to grade. Oh, definitely. Um, so it's like I, I went like C, C minus. That's yeah. kind of like. Uh. Plus, when you look at those guys, you're not expecting a whole lot yeah. from them. It's kind of like, all right, if you can add any value whatsoever, yeah, great. Get value, and then once they're done, be a fan. Exactly. Um. Then up next, IKF. My expectations were literally negative. Yeah. For him, <laughs> so because of that, he gets a B. That's because fair. the expectations were so low. Because, look, he played 115 games. Played pretty good defense because it's almost like he's not the shortstop. And I'm, I don't have the numbers, but I know he had around, like, a 338 batting average with runners in scoring position. Right. He was clutch. Did that. Played his role. And that's why, like, I think if you do your job solidly, nothing. I think that's a B. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, he thrived in that utility role. Yeah. Which I may or may not have mentioned a thousand times. Shut up. Um, <laughs> the last infielder I have is Josh Donaldson. Oh. I don't think I have to go into depth this one. Hey, bud. I'm going to read specifically, I'm going to read word for word off my notes. F, comma, see a bitch. Yeah. Moving into the outfielders. <laughs> so, you know what? I might as well go back to back with this one. Aaron Hicks, F, goodbye. Finally. Um... Willie Calhoun, I gave him a C. It's kind of like the same thing with Bowers, yeah. where, like, he was hot for a while. Right. And, like, he was really good for that while. Yeah. Then he cooled off, but they just, like... Kept running him out there. Kept running him out there, and, like, the whole thing I'm where... starting to see a pattern here. Oh, yeah. Me too. Then Harrison Bader, I didn't know how to grade him. That was, like, another one. Yeah. I went with the C. Okay. Just because... A 643 OPS from a center fielder, especially when he's playing at that lead of a center field, doesn't seem bad. It's like, but I think it was a lot more amplified because of the other guys that aren't hitting. Right. So I think that in a better offense, he'd probably get like a B. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think it's kind of just like a thing of context, context, people around him, and also the injuries. Right. That was like another thing too. Shocker. This one, I don't know if I was harsh on this one or not. Stanton, F. 
I can't blame you. I probably would have given him like a D. F. I I just played 101 games, so the injuries were bad. Yeah, and I know batting average isn't the whole story. He had a 191 average. That's still. Stanton's the type of guy that, like, when he's at his best, he's hitting around 260. Right. 260, 270. That's when, like, he's just consistent making that hard contact. Yeah. And the more reason why is because his swings are horrible. He just looks so slow mm. at the plate that that's what. It's more of the what you see. That's an F. I think I'm still giving him. I'm not saying a benefit of the doubt. I still think he, you give him a, like a month or two in the season to see if he can try and tweak it. Then I think it like becomes really like if he can't fix it, then then it's time to like look in the mirror. Gone? Like yeah, like Some if you trade deep him. Reflection. Yeah, so it's like and unless you're Kyle Schwarber and you're hitting almost fifty home runs, he cannot yeah. be batting below two hundred. Espe- especially sorry. with his on base too. Yeah, doesn't he get on base a lot? Yeah, Schwarber. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's another thing too. And then Judge, I just a plus. Yeah. I just he had going from hitting sixty two home runs, being the captain, getting massive contract. Is that the highest for a position player AAV? Uh, forty mil. Right, it might be tied to Trout. No, I thought Trout was no. like thirty seven, thirty eight. No, it might be one or two, regardless. Yeah, insane deal. Um, then to go. 37 home runs and won six games. Keep in mind, if it wasn't for the Dodgers having the worst stadium in baseball, he may, he probably plays a full season. Yeah. And, um, like, I also, like, did the math. This is, like, the only thing I did the math on. He was on a 47-homer pace. Still played, your, still played great defense. Was the captain. You saw it when – this is another reason why it's an A+. When, the, when he went down, the offense was literally unwatchable. It was unwatchable when he went down yeah. those games. Yeah. So that's just like another, just like the impact that you really feel. Definitely. Uh, a one dot oh nineteen OPS. So obviously that's that's he's insane. Amazing. The only year he hasn't he's had a below nine hundred OPS was in COVID year. Right. And he only played I think twenty eight games, just like off the top of my head. Right. Um. God, I love my memory. Um. Uh. That's really all I have the hitters unless you want to like add anything what about dj oh my god i wrote did you skip him over i did that's <gasps> the i knew i was forgetting someone okay i wanted to wait till you were done before i said anything let me see if i saw page i do have the page open so i could just because i did it in like a really weird way okay all right we're doing some live grading yeah exactly Bear with um me. thank you baseball reference not even MLB. Oh. Um, yeah, because they have all the players. Fair enough. Okay. So you got 136 games. You have 15 home runs. Strikeouts are a little high at 125 for him. Um, 717 OPS. I'm going to go with a C plus because there was like a two-month span where like he was incredible. Yeah. But there were also other times when he was just not good at all. So I think they didn't really know what they wanted to do with him. Yeah. Because there were some games he was batting leadoff, some the five holes, some right. just like completely random spots. The versatility, that definitely is a plus. Just being able to play Always. anywhere in the infield. Yep. I think that he, him and Stan is going to be very telling. 
mm-hmm. in the next like year, or, like the offseason. Like it's gonna be very interesting to see what they. I don't think they're gonna trade DJ. I don't think that's on the table. Yeah. But just seeing how moves they make in the offseason are gonna affect them. Yeah. I think that's definitely gonna be interesting overall. Something to watch. See what they do. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Good catch. You're welcome. Anything else? I'm good like that. I think you hit everything. Gosh. We don't gotta talk about Frank Cordero. Yeah, I didn't even put him down here. <laughs> exactly. We don't have to talk I, about I, him. I didn't even put him down we here. Don't, we don't have There's to only talk about one him. person on my um grading that would have gotten a worse grade than Frank Cordero. Um <laughs> actually two. So you know what? We'll go Yeah, we'll go with Cole, first off. Yes. A plus. Start nice. A plus I I just think that he's winning the Cy Young. He's good for him. Two's two six three year right. He had he only let up twenty home runs. Which you look at the narrative going into the season, he had what thirty two home runs given up last year, something yeah. crazy like that in the thirties. That was a narrative going into the year. Cut it down by almost a third. Yeah. More than a third. So I think that was just massive. I think that the crazy thing, he pitched over two hundred innings, he had a four and a half walk uh strike to walk up. Strikeout yeah. to walk ratio. There you go. I think that was just Incredible. insane. Incredible. Two oh six batting average against like that those are those are just crazy numbers. Like he, like you said, probably gonna win the Cy Young. I'd be shocked if he doesn't. Exactly. I picked him. I'm awesome. Um and then flip flopping. Actually no wait, let me do the No, I'll give I'll get the bat out of the way. Carlos Rodon. F I can't really count, but that's probably about thirty minuses. Mm. Probably deserves more. The injuries, just not getting an out against the fucking Royals. Yeah. That was just... Like, you know I wasn't high on Rodon. But this is like... But this this was beyond what I could have imagined. You just gotta hope it's a lost year. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm, like, really hoping on. Yeah. Just... Because he had some flashes where his stuff looked good. But then he had some flashes where his stuff was flat. His fastball wasn't... Fast, his slider wasn't flying. Yeah. yeah, so it's just I'm hoping he can find a way to. Uh, I'm just hoping it's a lost year. Yeah, I think that's all you can really leave it at. <sighs> this one hurts me to say so much. Luis Severino, F. Horrible. Just what a horrible year. A combination between the injuries, just six six five ERA in eighteen games, just probably not gonna on the Yankees again. Yeah. And just it's, it, he's a Dodger or a Ray or it's, a Guardian. It's gonna suck. Someone with a pitching lab. That's why it, it's un it's unfortunate. That one but not the Braves. Yeah. Um it's just it's an unfortunate turn of events. That one hurts me to say so yeah. badly. Another one that hurts to say, Nestor. I gave him a D. Okay. I was considering D plus or even C minus. Yeah. Because he had a four six seven ERA on the year in 12 games. He was hurt for a vast majority of the year. But the reason why I didn't give him, like, an F, just, like, based off expectations, off that, is because the third time through the order killed him. Yeah. But they kept sending him out there the third time through the order. Right. It's one of those things of if you know that a guy is just straight up not good with something, why are you making him do it? Yeah. There is no point to doing that because you're hurting the team. You're hurting him. It's just... Bad managing. Yes. And then, 
for the starters, at least. The last person, actually, yeah, for the pitching, really. The last person that is getting a bad grade, Domingo Herman, F, I don't give a shit about the perfect game. He is a horrible person. I do not want this man on my team. DFA him, non-tender him, whatever the terminology is for whatever the contract is. He better not get a contract with this team next year. And if he does, he better at best be the fucking ball boy. At best. <laughs> no, he should be the netting in the batting cages. He's the netting. Yeah. He's the netting in the batting cages. Um, Yeah, I don't like him. Then... This one may be surprising. Clark, I'm giving a B minus. You may not like you look at those numbers, you'd be like, no. With a four six four year A. Yeah. But he started off horrible. Mm-hmm. Like he started off absolutely horrible. And then there was for the pretty much the rest of the season on, he was the second best pitcher that the Yankees had. And kinda hard to be the best when he had Garrett Cole literally winning the Cy Young. Right. And he did have his Tanaka games. So, by Tanaka games, I mean where if anyone remembers Tanaka, how he would literally have four or five incredible starts and then not make it out of the first inning and give up nine runs. He had those type of games. Right. But he also had other games where he would go six innings. Yeah. He would pitch incredible. He would let up a run or two. And I think probably the most important thing, at least in my book, 32 games started. That is literally the most you could have without being an ace. Chad innings eater. So that's just like, that's what? You multiply that by five, that's 160. Yeah. That's literally as much as he could have started. Yeah, basically. Like, I think Cole led the team with 32. Yeah. So it's like that. I think He's a, available. A B minus a B, I think that's very fair for him. But I think you go B minus just because the downs were like. Really, really. Horrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then, speaking of another guy that was very up and down, Joni Brito, um, as my mom likes to call him, Burrito. I love you, Mom. Um, So, I give him a B. He had a 4-2-8 ERA and 13 games started. I'm curious to see what his ERA would have been without the Twins game, where he got one out and let up seven runs. Yeah. So, that's a, and also, there was no expectations. Not a high-ranked prospect. Right. I think I think that's fair for a bit. Four two four. Four two eight. Four two eight. That's yeah, that's more than he can ask for. That's a very solid starter. Again, yeah. like you said, not a lot of expectations going into him, but definitely um I wouldn't say reliable, but you know, he took the ball and he for the most part he gave yeah. the team a chance to win. So that's all you can ask for. Yeah. Then um, just kind of like another young guy that didn't really have too, too many expectations. <clears throat> I got Randy Vasquez. I gave him an A. I just think that, did you expect that? No. <laughs> he had a 2.87 ERA in 11, ga- in 11 games, five of them started. Barely had any expectations. Yeah. His stuff looked absolutely disgusting. So I just. That makes sense. Yeah. I think like when you consider expectations, that's incredible. Yeah. So it's like if I gave Brito a B with a four two eight ERA, fair enough. Then do you know what I mean? And Vasquez had even less because he wasn't on the opening day uh, rotation. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. And then, so this is kind of my segue because I don't know who he is. Michael King. I gave him an A. A two seven five ERA 
with 49 games and nine games started, and I think there is a very strong argument that he was a better starter than a reliever. Yeah. I want to say he had about like a 1-3 ERA as a starter in those nine games. So, and he's auditioning for a starting role next year. So yeah. I think it's one of those things that – You definitely got to keep an eye on him now. Is he? Oh, this might – Ooh. Hot take incoming. Steaming. Is he the second best pitcher on this team? A healthy Rodon takes that, but but that's the issue. Yeah, if you, you can't say healthy when that's a big question mark. At the roster, the way it is now, he's the second best pitcher on this team. Seeing how he ended the season as well, and how he was last year as well. I think there's an argument. I think there's that. a very strong, like just thinking, looking at the numbers now, like that just like crossed my. Is he actually the second best pitcher on this team right now? Yeah, that's. That's great. That's great that you can have a guy like that, but that's also mm. really bad when you're paying guys the money. Yeah. That's crazy to think about. Um, all right. Up next. So this one, I did not think I would be giving him this grade because I did not know his uh, ERA was sub three. Clay Holmes, A. 24 saves and 27 opportunities. He hit the under. Let's go. Um, that was close. 25 and a half. I was close. Two off. I was very close. Two off. Um, No, so I just... He had... He has blow-up games. Yeah. He started off horrible to begin the year. I was shocked when I saw he finished with a sub-3. That's just... He Props to him. Props Fig- to him. Figuring out. Yeah. Could have had a couple more saves, but whatever. I'm not, I'm not keeping count. I matter. am. I am. <laughs> um... Ian Hamilton. Where did he come from? <laughs> A plus. A came out of absolutely nowhere. He was in, in he was a stud. The injuries just hurt him. Yeah, definitely. I know not as many not as many games, not as many innings. Would you believe he had the lowest ERA on the team? Really? Yeah. What was it? I think it was like two six four. I didn't write it down, but yeah. Hey. I have the tab open right now. But no, that's that's one of those things. Two six four, yeah. Nice. Catch lightning in a bottle. You know, sometimes it's for a couple well, months. Cole sometimes. had a lower one, but yeah, that's also Cole's terrible. Cole. And um, you know, Ian Hamilton's just a guy that's grabbed off the street. Yeah, exactly. So again, it's one of those things where you catch lightning in a bottle and you hope it lingers. And for Hamilton, it did. Besides the injuries, I, th- I think he's real though. Yeah. I think that is one of those guys that. Matt Blake sees something. He had a disgusting pitch. They all they did was make him throw that pitch. Right. He was absolutely disgusting with yeah. it. So I think I think he's for real. It could be. It's also a thing of relievers are like kickers in the NFL, mm-hmm. where they have they have it, and then they just don't. Right. And then randomly again in three years they have it again. Yeah. So it is very hard to like. Kind of grade relievers, right? Overall, yeah, definitely. And then, moving on from Wandy, mm-hmm. a that just his nuts were bigger than everyone else's. <laughs> he literally like just that's all you could really say. Yeah. Just good, reliable, old Wandy. I felt most comfortable other than King. Yeah, 
I felt most comfortable when he was in the game. Makes so sense. I just makes sense. Daniel Lasagna. I gave him a B. Looked good coming off injury. Yeah. He had some very bad points, but still came off injury. Yeah. Solid B. Marnaccio. This was a tough one to grade because I didn't really know what I expected more, but I didn't know what the overall expectations were. Yeah. So I gave him a B minus. Okay. Because he was up and down. Yeah. Like I said, also a reliever was a back end guy. Right. So <clears throat> I didn't really know how to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Relievers, like you said, are the toughest to yeah. grade out. Um, Canley, I gave him a B. I, it's crazy to say I'm giving him a B when he had a two six six ERA. Yeah. The only reason why is he did have some games that were just absolutely horrible. When his yeah. changeup was not changing, it was going up in the air into the into the seats. Yeah. So that was the issue that I had with him. But like I could definitely see a B plus. B B plus, whatever. Right. But it's just there were some games it's just he lost them a couple games. Yeah. It's just granted he won them a couple games, but it's like it's it's also tough because he's a reliever, so that's just how they work. Right. Right. But so I think that's a fair grade though. Yeah. Then Nick Ramirez. I give him a B plus. He had the same ERA as Canley. <laughs> I just those were like those were just a lot of guys I wanted to highlight. Yeah. Because pretty much all those guys that I just highlighted had a sub three ERA. Right. There may have been some that were like a tick above whatever. I think Marinaccio was like in the fours, but like mm-hmm. still. Um. So then I also did like some front office people or not front. I did like coaches. Yeah. So I didn't do Boone, but I probably would have given Boone a B, just because I really don't think. Given the roster he was handed, there's not I mean, much. What what? Yeah. What do you expect him to do? Matt Blake gave him an A. Just every year he turns these nobodies into somebodies. Yeah. Like literally looking at the guys that I just listed off, Ian Hamilton and Nick Ramirez. Yeah. Last year, Marinaccio. The um was it last year? No, it was either last year or the year before that. Holmes and Wander. Right. So it's like there's these guys that he just. I don't know. Even the what's it called Randy Vasquez too, going to the starters. He's had a positive effect on Michael King, and it's just like things like that yeah. where it's like I just don't see how he like people are saying like fire him. Right. I just what? Yeah. He's their best coach. Definitely. Leading into coaches that aren't as good as him, hitting coaches, F. Yeah. Whichever one you want to pick, I don't <laughs> think Sean Casey was that bad. No. But just. I don't think he. I want to be Elf, angry. Per se, but I want to be angry. He didn't make it worse, at least. I want to be angry so they're getting an F. And now, for my worst grade, Brian Cashman. Z. Wow. I didn't even know it went that far. He's getting a Z. He's getting the last letter. No, he's getting three Zs. Because he's fucking sleeping all the time. Not doing anything. Like I said earlier, he made two trades at the deadline. And the thing that I'm most mad about him that I've been saying for years, Bryce Harper, Corey Seager, we're literally saying, I want to be a Yankee, I want to be a Yankee, I want to be a Yankee. But no, we have Jacoby Ellsbury, Aaron Hicks, Clint Frazier. Who's Clint Frazier now? White Sox? <sighs> I think he's with the White Sox. I don't know. <laughs> but you have guys that are literally begging to be Yankees. But this bald motherfucker is saying no. No. 
these guys, literally look at what Harper and Seager did in the playoffs. And some are fairly, still currently doing. <laughs> Just incredible. Yeah. And the guy that I didn't even mention, I completely forgot to mention until I was talking because I was talking about playoffs, Jordan Montgomery. They didn't think he would be in the postseason rotation. Look at what he did. He's getting, he's going to get himself a he's bag He's going to get so much money. Too much money. So but much But good money. for him. Yeah. <laughs> so just. Fix your evaluating. Yes. Oh, I didn't even talk about that. The audit. Oh, yeah. How the Yankees said that they were going to be doing an internal audit on the organization. And then, a week later, it came out that's not what they were doing. Do you know what they're actually auditing? They are auditing an MLS team to see how they run their analytics. An MLS team, when you were trying to improve no, to be fair, baseball. I don't know much oh. about soccer. But I don't think they're using a bat. <laughs> you could not be more different. They use their feet. You use your arms. Get some art studio in there and call it a day. No, it's <laughs> that's just frustrating, especially when you think that they're gonna get some independent auditor to actually look into the team and tell them know, what they're doing wrong, right? And hopefully improve the team. It's like you know we're gonna look at a completely different sport and compare with us, see how we're doing, and then we're gonna realize, hey, this is really different, so we can't use any of that information. Imagine how Sonbrenner says, "Oh, you guys are pretty shit at what you do." And then they just look at him like, "What? Nah, uh Nah, uh Nah, uh Look at, look at, uh, look, look at this. Look at Aaron Judge. Ooh. <laughs> you mean the guy that you got lucky didn't sign with the A's? Yeah. Um. Yeah, but that's really all I got because if we talked about the front office, we'd be here for five hours. So I don't want to make us be here for five hours. Now, overall, team grade. I didn't give one. On the spot. Yeah, that's why I'm saying it. B. Fair. Because you had so many more expectations yeah. going into the season. Yeah. And some guys, a lot of guys graded out individually better than I expected. Mm -hmm. But just. It's it's a team made up of mismatched parts. Yeah. It's like the island of misfits toys. Yeah, you and then Aaron Judge and Garrett Cole. Yeah, exactly. You have, like, five people that actually belong there, and then you just have, like... It's, it's like the meme of, like, the rundown house with the Lamborghini and yeah. the parking... The... I know what you mean. Driveway? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, That's the Yankees. Yeah. So they got some work to do. Some. Um, If Juan Soto's available, yes, 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 you yes, yes. Everything... Anybody. Not under contract. It's so hard with Green Dominguez, though. I give up Green Dominguez. So. Uh, but that can be a discussion for another day. I just want to say this. The money. That's all that yeah. that it comes down to for me. Yeah. It's like, just It's the money. That's I would give any I would give up Volpe before Dominguez. I just I just can't do it with the money. Mm -hmm. Just to give up Dominguez when Dominguez is more I I won't yeah. we can't get into this. We yeah, can't get exactly. into this. Yeah. Um what would you say for the grade? I would give them a C. Hmm. Now, the only reason I'm giving them a C... Because you're comparing them to the Mets. No, it's because I'm giving them not necessarily a benefit of the doubt, but you did misjudge for 
a good chunk of the year. I know. No, 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 I know. Finish what you're going to say. You made Rizzo play for concussion for a good chunk of the year, which was on the Yankees. So, whatever. What was their record? They were above 500, 84 right? and whatever. Look, 84, the 84-win 84 Diamondbacks are in the World Series. 84 wins is not a bad year for a, any other team not named the Yankees. Obviously, the Yankees hold themselves to a higher standard. That's also the expectations of going into the year. Correct. But an above 500 record is not a complete failure. Although, given the context of where the team's at, what you tried doing in the offseason, how the division shook up, that I can consider a failure. Yes. But I will give them a C because I think a lot of things just didn't go their way. You see, you could say that, but they've been saying that for how many years? Right. You can't, like, it's At one of those things where it's like, it literally is insanity because they're trying the same thing over and over and it doesn't go their way. Like, oh, right. it didn't go our way. Yeah. Yeah, then make it go your way. Right. You know what I mean? There's so many things you can make it where it's so much more likely that it will go your way. Right. Like, if they would have, like, made huge moves, like, in the offseason, a trade deadline, whatever, mm-hmm. and it just didn't work out, but they, like, literally went all in, then, yeah. like, yeah. Sure. They did everything. But it's, like, just the way the front office is. And they, like, put lipstick on a pig. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> like, just. Yeah. It's. It, co- it comes down to injuries and poor roster construction, I think. Yeah. But, again, I think I'll give them a C. And, like. Nope. Okay. D. C minus. D. C plus. D. Same thing. D. F. Z. Z, Z, Z. Z, 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 Z. Z, Z, Z. Sleepy Cashman. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We now will move into teams. The Metropolitan. The Metropolitan Mets. Now entering Queens. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Queens, where will we be talking about the New York Metropolitans? In their season? Can you call it a season? Uh, I mean, the season is over in like July, so half a season? Another co- another COVID year? That's crazy. Their All Star break season? Yeah, basically. Um, where do I even start with this team? Obviously, you're going in with lofty, lofty expectations. You know, you lose DeGrom, you sign Verlander. Where did DeGrom go? Texas. He went to Texas. Texas. To Texas. Only real ones now. Who are in the World Series, which makes me very sad. But you sign Verlander, you re-sign Diaz, you re-sign Nimmo, you sign David Robertson, you sign Jose Quintana. You know, you think you you think you have something in Brett Beatty and, you know, Ronnie Mauricio, Mark Vientos, and Francisco Alvarez and all these young guys. You know, you're coming off a 101-win season. And it's World Series or bust. 
and boy, oh boy, did they bust. It was a very hard season to watch. Like I said, it was basically over in like July, so just the summer was just rough. But to get into my grades for this team, I'm kind of going around the horn. So we're going to start off with hitters, and we're going to start off with Pete Alonso, first base. I gave him a B plus, mm. and I feel like a lot, some people would disagree with that, so-so, but, you know, he still hit 46 home runs, almost 120 RBI, but he had a career-low batting average and a career-low on-base percentage. So this was a season where he was more of a prototypical slugger, more than he's ever been in his entire mm. career. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but there were some at-bats he had where he was just flailing at anything thrown in the yeah. lefty batter's box. Also, one of the things, career lowest OPS, except for the COVID year. Right, yeah. I think that, that has a lot to do with the on-base percentage as well. Because he's still slugged like what? Like 504. Right. That's still fantastic. But that on-base percentage really dragged it down. Yeah. he. That's rough. He yeah. hit like 217. You know, it's, it, and, you know I, I will say he, he did get hurt. You know, he had that wrist fracture, which he probably came back a little too early. That. Yeah. He probably came back a little too early from that. So I'll give him a little benefit of the doubt. That's why I'm giving him a B plus. But. You know, he wasn't the prototypical Pete. You know, he hit his home runs, but mm. that's about it. I probably would have gone B, just cause yeah. of, strictly because of expectations. Yeah. Career OPS plus 136, he had a 122. Right. So it's just like being lower of expectations. And yeah, like, especially for a first base. Especially off the year he was at last year, yeah. too. Yeah. So. so that is Pete Alonzo. Next up, we're going... Right next to him at second base. A little bit of a revolving door there, but for all intents and purposes, Jeff McNeil. This hurts. This this really hurts me. This this as some of you may know or may not know, Jeff is my favorite player on this team really? at the moment. Yeah. He is my favorite player, but I gave him a D plus, which even then I think is generous. Yeah. A two seventy batting average. Not great from a contact guy, but considering the way he started off, mm-hmm. 270 is respectable. He has a higher on base than Alonzo. Yeah. So he's still got on base. He had a good second half saved a really bad down year. And it wasn't as bad as 21, mm-hmm. but still coming off of a batting title. Yeah. Coming off a fantastic year. Probably his, I'd, I'd say his best year. Maybe 2019, but... Juice balls. Yeah, exactly. Jeff McNeil was a big disappointment, and one of the many reasons, I think, why this Mets team kind of fell flat on their face. Mm. But, you know, kind of like an IKF type guy. You know, he was versatile. He played second. He played left. He played right. So much higher. Yeah. He played center field this year. He's kind of all over the place. He's officially... I believe he's played in every position in his major league career except for catcher and pitcher. Mm. So versatile is great. 
Um, he's a guy to watch during this offseason. Um, I know a lot of people like to talk about trade rumors, and McNeil has been in the center of that, but he's always in the center of that after a down year. So he has a controllable contact. Whoa. Controllable contract. But I still think he's extremely valuable to this team, and I would hate to see him go. But again, you have guys coming up who could potentially replace at second base. But again, versatile, and you never know when you're going to need him. Moving next to him, his double play partner, Francisco Lindor. I struggled with this one, which is a little surprising, but I ended up with an A. Yeah. I almost gave him a B, B minus, because he had a rough first half, Mm. and he was a big reason why this team wasn't firing on all cylinders, I guess, out of the gate. At one point, I believe his batting average did dip below 200. And he was a big all-or-nothing guy. He had low batting average, which, again, batting average doesn't tell the whole story. But he didn't hit singles. For some guys, it does. Right. He didn't hit singles. He hit a lot of doubles. He hit home runs, but that's about it. But he did end up with a 30-30 season. I was about to say that, And you can't take away from that. Say what you want about the stolen bases now, but 30-30 is 30-30, and you can't take that away from him. Almost 100 RBIs. Exactly. 108 runs. A great guy you need in the middle of that lineup. And he had a six-war season. Yeah. It's like, I believe, definitely top ten, maybe top five in the league. Definitely one of the better shortstops out there. I'm glad he's on my team, but he did have some really bad moments where we could have used him, especially when Pete went down and he really didn't show up, Uh per se, which is why I struggled a little bit, but at the end of the day, I'm going to give him an A. He's still one of the best shortstops in the league. Now, moving into the outfield, because I want to save third base, because there's a little bit of a kind of weird... Like, I was going to look up who third base, but I was like, wait, who do I look up? Yeah, exactly. So, start off outfield, Brandon Nimmo. I gave him an A minus. He had a lot more power and kind of took off some of his on base percentage. Career low on base percentage since his rookie year in twenty sixteen. Mm. And career low being three sixty three, which is still fantastic. But for a leadoff guy, I would rather see a higher on base percentage than him slugging more. Yeah. He had a career high in home runs at twenty four. So that's great. I mean, it's still, at the end of the day, it's kind of like, what does your team you need give him more? Again? I give him A-. minus. But given his spot in the lineup, I would have liked to see that on base creep up to 400 again. Mm. Um, his defense did take a step back as well. But again, he was one of the better center fielders in the league. I mean, coming off that much bigger contract than I expected, I still think he was one of the lone bright spots in on this team. And he pl- again, he played he played 152 games. That's what I was going to say. The thing yeah. that, I think that bumps him to an A minus rather yeah. than a B. Right. I think that's the big thing. Definitely, especially when, you know, the narrative going into it was the injuries and how long, you know, giving him the 8-year contract, I believe. 8-year contract Eight one sixty two. Yeah, I think that was it. Giving that eight year contract when he barely played over a hundred games. Now he's had 
back-to-back years of over 150 games played. Um, I think that's huge. Yeah. But moving on to left field, which another kind of weird spot. Um, Mark Hanna started off the year there. He got traded to, at the deadline to the Brewers. Uh, I was sad to see him go. He's such a likable guy. He's such a great guy. Um, the I gave him a C. On pitches. Yeah. I gave him a C. He was um fine. You know, again, he was just a great guy. He served his purpose on the Mets. He was like a little above average bat. So kind of more of a fourth outfielder type. Moving on to who I thought was going to be the fourth outfielder. My best friend, Tommy Pham. He surprised me, and I think he surprised a lot of people. And now he's in the World Series, so good for him. He had an 820 OPS, 10 home runs in a little under 80 games of the Mets. Yeah. Wow. Like, where where did that come from? Um, I know he's probably souring a lot of Mets fans right now, some of the comments he's made yeah, of the team. What has he said? He's talked about how the work ethic isn't really there. And, like, a lot of guys are kind of, like, we're dogging it, essentially. But at the same time, I, mean, I think... He's, he's kind of right. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't have a problem with what he's saying. But I, I think I, I just have a problem with the context mm-hmm. that, you know, you're in the World Series with a, another team and you're kind of still talking about the Mets. Did it get, like, bought off? Like, did he just say it out of the blue or, like... I, I think... I don't know how it first came up, but I read an article the other day Whatever talking it about it. Doesn't but... Matter. You know, and I think Fam is just a very intense player, and he's very hardworking, which is good for him. Um, I li- I started to like him a lot more as the year went on. Uh, just hearing things about you know how he got brought up, and a lot of more you know getting to know Tommy Fam. He's he's a really good guy. He's just really hardworking. He's very intense. So I think that has to do with it. But congrats. I'm going to the World Series, Tommy. I gave you a B. Starling Marte. Where do I begin? Low. So I gave him a D minus, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's a little harsh. Um, he played 86 games. He had a career worse. Everything, like across the board, he was. It's again, it's harsh, but he was absolutely horrible. Uh, he was injured a lot, and he w- he was playing hurt, and I think you could tell. Yeah. And I'm shocked that they kept running him out there. Hmm. He got groin surgery in the off season heading into this year, and I think you could really tell that bothered him, or at least was a crutch. Um, he wasn't running well. He wasn't hitting well. He, again, the whole running thing plays into his defense. He wasn't really tracking balls down that he should have. He wasn't. He wasn't quick. Like again, it's just a lot of things that kind of snowballed, which again I think maybe I am being a little harsh, but man, I think you're being generous. You think so? Especially being thirty-five, like it's just yeah. Thing like two more years on that contract, which uh. You just La- last year, it, l- it looked like a good contract. This year, um, I think he kind of showed his age and his, you know, his inability to kind of, which is no fault to his own, to kind of heal 
in a sense. Mm. You know, groin surgery is tough, especially for a guy who relies on his speed. So we'll see what he looks like next season. But going into the offseason, I think you're looking at Marte as more of a complimentary piece, as, like, you'll be happy with whatever he gives you. But fourth outfielder. I right. Know. I don't think you can rely on Marte next Stunt year. fourth outfielder. Exactly. That's exactly. Yeah. Moving on to the DH. Another revolving door, weird kind of spot, but for all intents and purposes, I'm going to be talking about the big boy, my guy, my my big my big man, who can't run, Daniel Vogelback. Um, I don't know how to spell his name. There we go. His final numbers looked a lot better than I thought it would have. Mm-hmm. I still think he got too long of a leash at that DH spot. When, you know, you're looking for power. You know, I and I was defending Vogelback for mm. a while. But it got to the point where, you know, he was taking strikes down the middle. It was like three pitch at-bats. Yeah. Strikeout looking. It was really a tough watch. And he didn't hit a lot of home runs. He didn't slug a lot for that DH role, which was what the, this team really needed. So I gave him a C-. minus. Mm. But it's funny. I tried to look him up on Baseball Savant. When I did, it just like glitched out. Like it just said an error is occurred. It just good. Even Baseball Savant doesn't like him. Yeah, exactly. So I believe he's not going to be on this team next year. The Mets can non free agent or sorry. Go. Yeah, Go he's ahead. in arbitration, so he the Mets can non tender him, mm. which I think is a very likely possibility and a possibility that I would be on board with. Mm. Again, nothing against it ain't personal, it's just business. Yeah. He reminds me a lot of Gallo, just looking at his baseball savant, yeah. where it's like hard hit, average exit velocity, chase percentage, walks are all like elite. Right. Like some of the best in the league. But it's because he barely makes contact. So right. when he does make contact, that percentage is gonna be some of the best in the league. Right. And plus what baseball savant can't show you is sure, he's hitting it hard. But he's killing worms. Like, it's all on the ground. Like, who cares if you're hitting the ball 110 miles an hour? Who cares if you're hitting 110 miles an hour when it's right at the shortstop? Yeah. Like, you're killing a whole family. Like, what do the worms do to you? So, he was a great great guy, but... Um, Worm lives get, matter. Get, exactly. Worms lives matter. Get ready to learn Chinese. Um, third base. So, started off with Escobar. Then it was Brett Beatty. Then it was Mark Vientos. And then, and then, and then, and then. And that's the issue in itself. Exactly. So, third base was a weird revolving door. Escobar was bad. He was not good. I'll probably give him, like, a C. I didn't really go much into him. He got traded before, way before the deadline. Yeah. Uh, Where'd he go? He got traded to the Angels. Bro. And even then, he was very... Hit or miss. He didn't really have that high of expectations, though. No, but uh, I hate to see him go because he's such a great guy. I absolutely loved his vibe. But going on to, I guess, the more mainstay third base, Brett Beatty was going to be your third baseman this year. And um, I, wow. Yeah. He, he was a rookie. Obviously, yeah, he's a rookie. Rookies are going to struggle. I did not think it would have been this bad. It was a very disappointing full year for Brett. He got sent down later down in the year, but 
it was really disappointing. His defense looked a lot better than a lot of scouts said, I will say. But like Vogelback, he's killing worms out there. The guy uh-huh. cannot lift the ball for his life. And that's his main issue. That's been his issue. Mm. And when he was tearing up in AAA earlier this year, he had one of the lowest ground ball rates of his entire yeah. career so far. So it's not – so I feel like there is – a way out, yes, there is an adjustment to be made, and it's pretty clear on what needs to be made. I'm not a hitting coach. I'm not going to – I can't sit here and tell you what he needs to change, but obviously he needs to lift the ball more, get the ball off the ground, because he can hit the ball really hard. Can I say two things really quick? Yeah. Um, Baseball Savant does not like his fielding. Yeah. Heard him, had him in the 32nd percentile. Yeah, that's rough. So that – and then I'm just looking at, like – is like out or like his hit chart, the amount of hits that he has there to the second baseman, they're right like here they yeah. can't see it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess that has to do with the shift or lack thereof. Yeah, and just like the ground balls, cause like right. what more like about half those hits are really ground balls. Yeah, probably, probably. Like, yeah. And, you know, he had some flashes when he first came up. You know, he had, like, yeah. an 800 OPS his first, like, couple weeks. But, yeah. you know, um, I think a lot of this was mental for him. I think it wasn't – obviously, the production wasn't there, but I think he wasn't necessarily prepared for what this, you know, being a major leaguer, what mm-hmm. that entails, especially in New York, where you're going to be looked, looked under a magnifying glass. So I gave him an F. Uh, really disappointing, um, and kind of leaves question marks for third base later uh, going to next year. Moving on to the next third baseman, uh, Mark Vientos. I gave him a C plus. I feel like it's kind of with like what you said talking about with Peraza, where he didn't get a lot of playing time, but when he did get playing time, he showed flashes of what he could be. Yeah, I mean. I want to say, like, the last month or so, last couple weeks, he really turned it on. Um, he finished strong, and just didn't get a lot of playing time, so C+. And then the two better kids, I guess, Ronnie Mauricio, he got called up for the last month or so. I was not high on Mauricio. I, I still am not. Hi, Mauricio. I think he still showed a lot of the concerns that I had. Uh, he struck out a good amount. Another worm killer. But obviously, is that just a hitting coach thing? I don't know. Because like, if it's like every single guy are saying it's like killing worms, <laughs> yeah, then it's like, yeah, exactly. Or maybe they're like, they kind of overthought. The shift changes, maybe you know what I mean, like that. Maybe like that, and the, like the hitting. I'm saying from like a hitting coach perspective, like oh, the shift in there. Let's try and do that, and then right. that tries like they overcompensate when it's really just a thing of just be yourself, and that's how you'll benefit on the shift. Right. Um, but yeah. But I think a lot of the issues with the ground ball rate was with the rookies, which then makes me question the minor league hitting coaches, mm. or I guess. All of the above, because, you know, they had good minor league stats, but once it got brought up, it was kind of... Yeah. So is there Maybe a, it's not a universal uh, philosophy. I was just going to say like that. disconnect. Yeah, there's a, there has to be... Not has to be, but there may could be a disconnect between the minor leagues there and major leagues. Right. So, who knows? Uh, Ronnie Mauricio, 
Sexy. He was fine. Um, only played for a month or so. Uh, I, f- I still am concerned about his on-base percentage or lack thereof and strikeouts. Mm. But I think that was a little generous for him to see. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I think that he was fine, you know. Mm. And one of the last hitters I really want to talk about is obviously probably the, the best rookie mm-hmm. out of all of them that showed up this year, Francisco Alvarez. I mean, 21, year, 21 years old. He came up after Omar, Omar Narvaez got hurt in the second series of the season, and he had some sporadic playing time. He was playing behind Tomas Nido for a bit, which is a little frustrating. But he ended the year with 25 home runs. Uh, he has some room for adjustments in on base percentage. I would like him to walk more. Uh, I ninety nine percent sure his on base percentage was below three hundred. It was. It was two eighty four. Two eighty four. Right. That's not really gonna cut it. I mean, he still had a really good year, especially as a catcher, especially as a rookie. His defense was a lot better than I feel a lot of people would have expected. Eighty seventh percentile. Well, that's great. I think That's his insane. the weakest part of his defense, I think, is throwing out runners. Like which I feel like that's the least important part for a catcher. If I'm being completely honest, I feel yeah. like throwing out runners like Yeah, I'd rather him be a better play caller, framer. better framer, yeah. Better that's blocker. Awesome. That's awesome Wells too. Right. Like he's just not that good at throwing out runners, but everything else makes up for it. Yeah. And is it Maldonado same sorry. I'm no, you're good. But yeah. And another thing that I not necessarily needs to work on, but he needs to choose better times for it, is trying to pick runners off. He likes to back pick a lot. Mm. And sometimes it's not close. Sometimes it's a bad throw. Sometimes it gets away from whoever. So I kind of just need to choose the spots, you know, understand the context of the game and where it's at. But besides that, defense was great. And he struggled at first in big moments mm-hmm. and big moments tend to find him. Um, he kind of let it get in his head, I think, a little bit. He had one really bad at bat against Josh Hader where he struck out on like three pitches and it was like all fastballs like at his yeah. head. But after that, he had, you know, game tying home run against the Rays. He had... Like, That's when you were down like seven, right? Or something. Yeah. yeah. It was like some... It was like Probably the best game out of this dumpster fire of a season. Yeah. And then, you know, he had a two-home run game against the Rockies. And, you know, he he was to uh, go-ahead home run against the Diamondbacks in top of the ninth. Mm-hmm. Oppo against Andrew Chafin. That was a good moment, too. But what I'm getting at is he had a lot of big moments. And at first, it got to him. But later on, as he got more playing time, as he got adjusted, as he got situated in the major leagues, he was able to slow it down, take it step by step, and he'll settle down. Settle down. And then he has some good moments, and then he had good moments, and great rookie year, A minus. Very excited to see in the future. And then some other quick hits I just want to like talk about. I mean, we gotta talk about DJ Stewart. I mean, mm. he was phenomenal for the past like last month, mm. month and a half. I'm going to give him a B. He was great. I know. Just because I'm tempering my expectations. I would have given him an A, but... But, 
I think you bring him back next year, not as a major league roster, but as a spring training invite, see if this was for real, see what he has, because I think it was really good. Um, who else? Uh, Tomas Nito. Where's Tomas Nito? He was in the minors for the last two-ish months. Um, Omar Navarez was a disappointment. Uh, he got hurt. You were begin- really high on I was. He got hurt in the beginning of the year, and I don't think he really ever got on track, and his offense obviously was not there. Um, so that was a bad pick by me. So we'll see where that goes, but that's it for the offense. Now, the pitchers is where I think I'm going to be really harsh and really mean to a few, maybe one person in particular. So we're going to start off the starters, and I'm just going to get it out of the way. Did he go to a particular team? He went to a particular team in a particular state that's quite large that maybe or maybe is not playing baseball at this moment. That's two people you're describing. Yeah, really. You're, you're describing two. <laughs> I know. Well, no, one of them's not playing baseball right now. said may or may not be. Fair enough. Anyways, I'm talking about Max Scherzer. Texas! Now, now, I... I have thoughts on Max. Um, let me just get this out of the way. I still liked the signing when it happened. He was still good in the season in 2022. He was really bad in the playoffs. He was really bad this year. I do think he made this team more legitimate. This, like him signing with the Mets made is more of a notice, I guess, like a statement signing. So, look, he's a Hall of Famer. He is who he is, but wow, was he fucking horrible this year. 4.01 ERA as a Met. He had, was it? Am I reading this right? What? 23 home runs given up in 19 starts. Yeah, that's bad. Horrible. Horrible. Um, then he had the sticky stuff situation. And I just felt like it was an excuse after an excuse after an excuse with him. And all he said afterwards, I have to be better. I have to be better. I have to be better. No shit, Sherlock. You're getting paid $43 million for a four ERA when you can get a kid making league minimum that can do the same exact thing. You know, it was his oblique, and then it was his shoulder, then it was his elbow, then it was a blister, then it was a cut. Then it was sweat, and it was rosin, it was sweat, and it was rosin. And and look, and he said some things on his way out that really didn't sit well with me or rubbed me the wrong way, so I'm giving him an F. Yeah. And I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, Forget about what he said and how he handled things performance-wise for what you're being paid, for what your expectations, absolutely atrocious. They have a 4-7 ERA with the Mets. Horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Next up, Justin Verlander. He was fine. Um, obviously, started the year injured. That kind of spiraled things. I feel. Mm. Uh, three five three one five ERA as a Met. Um, obviously got traded to the Astros. What are you looking at? Am I crazy? Am I looking at FIP? Wait, where's ERA? Why is this being dumb? Oh my god, I was looking at FIP for Scherzer, too. Oh. His FIP was still over four, I'm pretty sure. 
Let me, let me go back to Uri. Oh my god, I'm so stupid. You are right. You had a 4.01 Uri with the Mets. I'm yeah. sorry. You're good. I'm tired. It's okay. But uh, Verlander, he was fine. Obviously not what you wanted to sign him for. Um, not much to say. Uh, I feel like he's going to be a good trivia question in a couple years when he's in the Hall of Fame. It's like He played for the Mets for half a season. Like, not even. So, I gave him a B. He was fine. Uh, got traded to Astros. Thank you for Drew Gilbert and um, Ryan Clifford. Yeah. So, and uh, thank you, Texas, for Luis Angel Acuna. I forgot yeah. about that. Um, I will say you guys did so. You had such a good deadline. I was going to get With, like, the that. selling yeah. and with gone. Yeah, we'll touch on that a little later. Now... You know what? I'm gonna save him for last because I just I loved him so much. But uh, Jose Quintana, another guy who started injured. He had a three five seven ERA, thirteen games. I think that's perfect that's for what you Quintana. signed him for. That's for. better than I would have thought. Yeah. Uh, so I gave him a B. Um, you know, good. He was exactly what the you signed him for. That down a bit, but. Yeah, definitely, and um. I'm glad he's under contract for next year. I think he, hopefully, a full year of him should be good for the Mets. Uh, he can, you know, eat some innings, and he's a very solid four, five, low three, but I really don't yeah. want him being three. But Do not be you get three. it. You get it. Uh, Carlos Carrasco. Word for word in my notes. Love him, but damn. 6.8 ERA. Mm-hmm. F. He had a 1.7 whip. F. He averaged almost two base runners in an inning. And the World Series Diamondbacks let him go eight innings. Crazy. Um, F. Uh, great story. Great guy. I'm not sure how much he has left in the tank. Velocity was down. Spin was down. He wasn't really fooling anyone. Um, you know, obviously, you always hope for the best. For guys, uh, ninety innings pitched and twenty games started. Yeah, that's not no, very very bad, very bad. Uh, I hope Carrasco either can rejuvenate his career somewhere else, or you know, is just retires happily. Again, such a great guy, such a great story, but um, I think his career is nearing an end, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, then some, I'm just going to group some guys together, you know, the David Petersons, the Tyler McGills, the Jose Butos, that kind of, that kind of conglomerate. Yeah. I'm going to give them a C plus, maybe C like David Peterson was horrible. I was going to say he weighs that down yeah. a lot. I feel like it's a B if you take him out. Yeah. David Peterson himself, I would probably give like a D. Yes. Even then. Just like... because his last couple starts of the year were really good. And he's fooling me again to thinking he can be a full-time <laughs> starter next year. But, yeah, you know, you, you when you're in the position that the Mets were at the end of the season where you're just piecing things together, you're just looking for bodies to get you through the year, that's what that group was, and they did fine. But the to top things off, Kodai Sanga. Oh, my goodness. I cannot say I, I'm speechless. He was so good this year. 2.98 ERA mm -hmm. as a rookie, quote-unquote, first year coming over from Japan. Wow. I'm just – look, the walks were an issue. I'm surprised he's not getting more love for rookie of the year. I mean, Corbin Carroll is just No, insane. but I'm saying, like, more 
And plus, I feel like people like overlook him because you know, rookie, which I also think is. I do too. But yeah, but no, he definitely sh- should be getting a lot more love, regardless of how you feel as him. He as led a the rookie. league in wild pitches. Wild pitches. No, that makes sense. But again, that kind of goes into it. His command, spotty walks, st- were still an issue. But man, when he didn't walk people, when he had his control, pinpoint, he's top 20 pitcher in the game. Yeah. I mean, I'm just so excited just for him and to see how things go in the future, but I think we agree. I I think we agreed on this going into the year that he was either going to be incredible or, or you were going like it was just going to be one of those years where yeah. you just got to be like adjusting. Yeah, definitely. So, you got the incredible part. Yeah, which, exactly. Yeah. Which is huge and uh I cannot say enough good things about Kodai. I think he was absolutely incredible. He was obviously the best pitcher on the staff and man, if he's like if he can keep this going, that's going to look like a pretty damn good contract. Yeah. But 15 mil a year? Yeah, exactly. You move on to the bullpen though. Just want to hit on kind of the big guys. Obviously David Robertson. I didn't even say Kota Senga, A plus 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 oh, yeah. plus 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 plus. Um, but David Robertson gave him an A. Two oh five ERA, mm-hmm. fourteen saves, one year, ten million. Did you get anything back when you traded him? Yeah, they got back like two like rookie ball guys, which a lot of scouts were surprised the Mets were able to get from the Marlins. So God, he sucked with the Marlins. Yeah, that's the other thing. He was, he was also five oh six. Really bad with the Marlins. So thanks for those two guys who I don't know their names of because you know they're like younger than us. God, but that's crazy. That was great. Um, I gave him an A. Mm-hmm. Um, Brooks Raley, another guy who more than you can ask for. Not more than you can ask for, mm-hmm. but all you can ask for. Two two eight ERA. Uh, B plus. He was good. I thought he got traded. Really? Yeah. No. Well, how many years did you sign him for? No, he the Mets traded for him. No, but I thought you tra- then traded him at the deadline. No. He's under contract for another year. I'm oh, sure, I'm sure, I think there's another right. option, yeah, yeah. which is good because I think he is much needed as the lone lefty in that bullpen. Um, he was great. He had a rough start, but really turned it around. Adam Adovino, not not nearly as good as he was in 22, but three two one ERA, twelve saves, B plus. Um, I. We'll say, I'll point it out now, that he did mention he's not sure if he'll pick up his option mm-hmm. for next year. So that's something to monitor. Uh, I like Adovino. I think he fits well with this team. And he he's a guy that loves to tinker. And I read an article the other day about him tinkering with, you know, his two-seam and his mm-hmm. changeup because his slider is now what a lot of people are calling a sweeper. Mm. That like really horizontal yeah. movement type pitch. His slider is its own pitch. Right. Like, there's not a word for it. There is. It's a sweeper. Shut up. <laughs> but now he he was talking about it since so many people are now throwing sweepers, which is like his pitch. More hitters see it. More hitters are adjusting yeah. to it. He was talking about how he needs to adjust. So I just love that. Yeah. I love when pitchers talk yeah. about their craft. I mean, I can go on and on about it. He's one of those guys that 
I think he'll adjust perfectly fine with age. Yeah. Like, I don't think age is really going to be that big of a concern for no. him. The only concern I have is the whole holding runners on, which he's never been good at. He's always... Because so. his windup is, like, so slow. Yeah. But I don't really... Yeah. So, I hope he picks up his option. I hope he's back next year. But, and then, you know, you have your Deuce Smiths, your Trevor Gotts, your... Whoever the hell was in that bullpen at the end of the year. Um, yeah. Whatever. The bullpen was a mess this year, I'll admit. Uh, but top things off, kind of how you went over the front office. I'm not going to go into coaches, but I do want to touch on Epler. Um, he gets a lot of steam, especially now. He got a lot of hate and criticism which I'm not saying was unnecessary or not warranted, but hell of a good deadline, like you mentioned before. I mean, you got Luis Angel Cunha for Scherzer. You got Drew Gilbert and Ryan Clifford for Verlander. You got two. How many top 100 prospects? Right. How many top 50 prospects? Yeah, I'm pretty sure out of they got at least four-ish top 10 pro- in their system new top 10 prospects yeah. from these trades. So, I mean... For guys that were doing nothing for you. Right. The guys were really weighing them down. Steve Cohen bought prospects. Exactly. Exactly. So, he had a good deadline. I will say the only thing I'm kind of question marking was that Trevor got trade. I mean, you really didn't give anything up for him, but you did eat a lot of money and got wasn't really great. Yeah. Pretty sure he's under contract for next year, so at least you have a body in the bullpen as well. So you have that. He had a good deadline. Um, and now, obviously, he's being investigated by MLB for... Bullshit. Probably. Um, still not sure how that's going to turn out. Uh, he did resign. I still think... Do you want to get into that? Not today. Not today. Yeah. Maybe another time. But good deadline. I think it's going to be a bigger loss than people are thinking. Mm. With him not being here, especially when it comes to Japanese players. <coughs> you know, Otani and Yamamoto. We'll see how that goes. But Epler did a really good deadline. I gave him a B for this mm. year. And then I just want to st- touch on Steve Cohen. I mean, I'm giving him a B- minus because obviously he's just an owner. He just, he just writes the checks. But him being the owner allowed Epler to make the trades that he did. So... He, you know, he's eating a lot of Scherzer's contract. He's eating a lot of Verlander's contract. He ate Chris Flexen's contract, which allowed him to get Trevor Gott. But at the same time, Cohen not needs to be smarter with his money. Yeah. But I think... Strategic. Yeah, which I think David Stearns is going to help out a lot. That's kind of been his M.O., you know, getting the most value out of players and, out, you know, most bang for your buck, really. Yeah. I think that's really going to help out Cohen. So I gave him a B- minus for the year. I was going to kind of say that, too, where, like, I feel a lot of people would give him an A. Just like, yeah. oh, Steve Cohen, all that. <coughs> and, like, I think he is a great owner, probably one of the best in the sport itself. Yeah. Um, But it is a thing of, like, yeah, like, you have that much money to spend. Yeah, you could spend it, but it would be so much easier to do it smarter. Cause right. Then, so it's, like, one of those things of, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Like, yeah, well, he is willing to spend all that money. That's incredible. You just got to get smarter with it. Yeah, exactly. It's great that he has spent the money, but you got you to gotta spend smart. You got to spend wise. And how much money did he get off the books? 
just based off the deadline alone. Ugh. God knows, probably like fifty million if I were to or, guess. I would think probably. If I would, yeah, I just off the top of my head, but I was thinking like eighty. I don't think it was that much, but but still, that's but still still, an, still to a, get a good ch- a good you get, chunk you of money. Shave fifty to sixty million off your payroll, and you get four or five top ten prospects in your system. Huge. That's incredible, especially for next year. But and you still have a good core. Yeah. The rotation is bit in shambles. But yeah. Yeah, but. Yeah, this year was a year. Um, Overall grade. F. I would, but I just think the deadline was so good. Yeah. Like, I don't... You, you don't have that deadline if your players perform. It's a tough thing because I think what happened with the Mets was what happened with the Yankees. You were bringing up a lot of young kids, so you needed the veterans to perform. The yeah. veterans just did not Didn't. perform. Yeah. But the difference is, you guys got so many new players yeah. to like set up for the future. So I can't. I gave the Yankees a D. I can't give the Mets lower than that. Like I, that's fair. That's just like like I'd give them like a C minus D plus. Yeah. Like just a tick up of the Yankees. But I don't see how overall, when you include trades and all that, that they had a worse year than the Yankees going into next year than the Yankees yeah going into next year yeah but I just maybe I'm being harsh but you know coming off 101 no, wins without and, those trades F. Yeah. without the trades F. yeah no question about it but I just think that's so it saves much, it just so a little many, bit and even the guys in rookie ball that you said they were yeah. shocked they got like prospects are a lottery ticket you just bought an insane amount of lottery tickets for pretty much nothing right so. Right, yeah, for guys who weren't really helping your team. And weren't going to be on the team. Exactly. So. so, yeah, you know, I guess you take it for what it is. Um, you take the good of the bad and look next year as a quote-unquote retool, see how the offseason goes, how much money Stearns and Cohen are willing to spend, and yeah. which guys they want and, and want to see if they can make an impact. Hmm. From the minors, but yeah, uh, very disappointing for both teams this year. Um, yeah, sure. New York baseball was not a fun watch. No. But that is all I have. Would you like any closing remarks? That was all I was going to say. Just it's tough because you don't know what's going to have with the young guys that were up this year. Because outside of Alvarez, I think everyone is like, much bigger question mark than they were last year. Definitely. So that's going to be very interesting to see, like, maybe potential trades, stuff like that. Yeah. That's why next episode, a little bit of a teaser, is going to be a, um off-season prediction episode, just what we think is actually going to happen. Yeah. We want to try and get that out as soon as possible, just right. so, like, it would be before anything actually happens. Yeah. Because um, some teams are in already talks, preliminary talks with players, so that's something to talk about. But not right now. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. But yeah. Um. It's good to be back. I'm Definitely. excited. Uh. Reminder that we are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. We are on TikTok, and we upload on YouTube TikTok. and Spotify. Um. All under Tarboro Podcast. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Bye bye. See you bye-bye. in the next one. Bye bye.